This episode is brought to you by Challengers Comics and Conversation. Go to challengerscomics.com and start the conversation now. Daniel's Law LLC in Georgia. Visit dlawllc.com. Kerberos Productions. The minds behind the games enter the pit and kaiju a go-go. Search for Kerberos, K-E-R-B-E-R-O-S, on Steam, or go to kerberos-productions.com to check out their growing catalog of titles. Hey there, conductors of the metaphysical, and welcome to the interdimensional crossword for the week of September 12th, 2016. You know, fall is upon us, that means that everything, you know, the leaves are changing, the air is getting crisp, and everything is coming in pumpkin spice flavor. So we've got a pumpkin spice flavored episode for you guys this week. That's right, it's got a hint of nutmeg, a little bit of cinnamon, and it costs twice as much. Still playing with toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. Stop great. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Oh, we have fun. Woo! I went and I picked up the new SFX with the extras in the front. Yes. And there was another one there, like a, a trading card. And it had an article on the Cryptozoic Ghostbusters cards, so I was like, great. So I grabbed that, or price listing, or guys. I don't know what it was, but yeah. it was specifically Ghostbusters related to the Cryptozoic ones. I'm like, great, grab it. It's all sealed up. And then I get home and realize, oh, it's got a card in it. And it turns out it's the other exclusive card that you could not get in the, the packs. The one yeah, you except, mentioned that a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, the ones I accidentally already bought one too many off of eBay anyways. Uh, I have three oh of them man. now. It's okay. Um, I'll, I'll send one. Uh, I'll put one in the, uh, the, the the wedding card I sent to Crabigail. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> to Crabigail. To Crabigail. What, uh, did you did you pick up another copy of the SFX magazine or no? I did, yes. Yeah, okay. Because I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I had it in my hands. I went to Barnes & Noble and I had it. And I was like, nah, you know, I gave Chris mine and I... The whole reason I gave it to you is I was like, I don't really need it. I'd, I'd rather you have it. Like, why am I going to buy it again? Why would I pick it up again? But then I sort of thumbed through it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a really good magazine. There's a lot of good stuff yeah. in here. So you gave you gave me one, which was nice. And then the universe said, you know what? Yeah, you should have one Troy, again. you're awesome. You should have a copy. <laughs> and it should have more stuff it in it. it should have more. Yeah. yeah. No, it's um, actually it's an excellent one. I ranked that one as a... Like I said, if you had to shrink a, a must-have fan library down to a you know a dozen books or so, I mean I think I, that's it. That's in yeah, there next. Yeah, and, and I like I think it, it got overshadowed to me by the the visual history guide because the visual history guide has so much stuff in it. And it's it's so good as well that like yeah. like I said, there's something about the timing and the way it virtually disappeared off the net shortly after coming out that makes it feel like. It, you know, some sort of arrangement was made, sort of thing. Yeah. Well, because I mean, SFX and Magazine—they've been printing for a long time. They do pop culture stuff. They've got their legal ease all laid out, right? Like you yeah. know, they know the ins and outs of this stuff. So if they, you know, are a pop culture magazine and they stamp the unofficial guide to or whatever, they know they've got it all sussed out. So if Sony rolled up and said, "Yeah, we're doing our own thing." I don't think it would ever come to blows. It would literally come to a discussion of, all right, here's the deal. <laughs> we got this kick-ass book coming out, and we really, you know, we want it to fly. What do you need to pull off? And then 
yeah, what come if back we later, give you, sort of thing. Uh, X amount of something, or you know, we'll we'll pay yeah. you for the second publishing or printing yeah. or whatever. I think that's yeah. what. It, and like I said, because they got what was it? Um, a fairly big piece on the new movie and the game. So the new game. Right. So yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's a lengthy director's interview too with Feig. That was that was the most interesting part to kind of sit there and thumb through and yeah. Uh, although they called it Ghostbusters 3. Did you notice that? Like on the top, it calls it it's Ghostbusters 3. And I'm like, come on. Of yeah, all the attention to detail that you guys did, that's the that one thing. That still floats around a bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm shaking my fist. Yeah. Uh, but wait, okay, yeah, so that, wait, before, that showed up. Good job. <laughs> that's what I do. I have such old man conversations now. I'm like, I just shake my fist. All these 20 year olds that haven't paid their dues. That was my lunch yesterday. It was kind of stupid. Uh, uh, you're adorable. Aww. Old air quote, old man. Old talk. man. Old man Aww. rivers. Me. Tell, tell me more about this HP Lovecraft album or whatever you can tell me about it. Uh, Cause you're going to go do something cool uh, next week. And I, I wanted to know more about it before you get into it. Uh, friends of mine are in a... God, how long has that band been going now? Well, some of them met in, in high school, but then they got the band together in college. Wow, I want to say it's at least 20 years. Yeah, minimum minimum 20 years this band's been going. It's like one of these best-kept secrets of Canadian Canadian rock sort of thing. Like They did the... In the early days, they toured... Can't touring in Canada is hard because it's <laughs> it's the width of it's the it's widest a spread the, out right. It's the widest part of the entire uh, uh, continent, and uh, it, everything's few and far between. Like uh, even if you want to like jag off the, uh, the 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 main Trans Canada up to you know say Edmonton, which is big enough. Yeah, that's like a that's a three or four hours out of the it's way, just a bit three of a or trek. four hours back to the. With not much it's, in between, too, right? Like no, and then yeah. you hit the prairies, and like I said, so it's a it's a hard haul. Uh, I mean, they they they're signed. They have a they have a record company and all that, but their thing has always been they do HP uh, Lovecraft. Uh, I should say the name, shouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. What's <laughs> the, what's the name of the band? The darkest of the hillside thickets. <laughs> Look them up. It's and actually it yeah, really the name brutal. itself. Yeah, brutal. Well, I'd, I'd, there's nothing metal about these guys. Trust me. <laughs> and that's before you even meet them. And once you meet them, there's definitely nothing metal about them. But uh, it, that's the the name itself is another Lovecraft reference. It's actually a passage, The Darkest of the Hillside Thickets. Uh, okay. Or The Thickets for short. Anyways, um, keep it all Ghostbusters. I met the lead singer-songwriter, Torin. Because he was, still is to a large degree, he was a massive tape trader. Specifically, cartoons. Oh, and somehow in the middle of it, like if I recall correctly, he reached out to me through my website and said, "Yeah, do you have the Extreme Ghostbusters?" And I said, "I do." And he said, "I'll trade you for some real Ghostbusters." And I'm like, "I'm in." <laughs> and then, and then, just by complete happenstance, he's like, "What's your address?" And I said, "Here in Vancouver." And he's like, "I'm in Vancouver." And yeah, we ended up going to get coffee and swap tapes like a. <laughs> like a a couple of analog perverts <laughs> and um became friends and uh, uh for a while we uh, uh were flatmates and then uh um uh, he went off to do cartoons and stuff and uh, but always in the background they were the band kept plugging away and the albums just kept getting better and better and anyways they got a new one coming out and <laughs> the title is the dukes of alhazred <laughs> 
And <laughs> okay, All I've right. seen the I've seen the cover roughs because they got a friend of theirs who's this uh, uh, notable uh, artist here in Canada. Do you remember um, how familiar are you with Bare Naked Ladies? Albums. Uh, I'm vaguely familiar. Vaguely you were, casually you were familiar. Casually familiar. Do you remember yeah. when it was like two or three back or something like that? I forget the name of the album, but it was a photorealistic painting of them, very like majestic and borderline patriotic, like that yeah. look, that looking into the future sort of pose. Yeah, I do sort remember of thing. that. Yeah, that was painted by him. He's a uh, uh. he's a friend of theirs. Uh, they all they all they all met in small town interior BC. Uh, Chris Woods, <laughs> and anyways, he's doing the album cover for this. So he's done this, the mock ups, and it's gonna be, it's like you know I don't know elder gods you know on the skyline in the background while cultists leaning out of like a Ford something or other are taking a <laughs> you know a wicked jump like it's just ridiculous. <laughs> That sounds amazing. That sounds pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, That's some dedication to your craft. And for 20 years, 20, can you imagine if we, 20 years into the podcast, you think we'll be there? Will we, will we make it 20 years? I don't know. Proton charging made it 20 years. I guess that's true. Yeah. Good point. Uh, maybe this podcast will Fairy be t- 20 years from now. come true. It can <laughs> your, happen to you. Your son will be in college and we'll be. Like, if you're young at heart. <laughs> Uh, that's what we sorry, do. I that's what sing, we do. I can't sing that song to you, Mr. Old I'm Man. Old. I'm an old man. Yeah. I'm an old, old man. But hey. Uh, <laughs> you before. say you're an old man, but we recently found video where a bunch of uh, L.A. comedians nicknamed you Peanut. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> where, they, where they wondered if I was even old enough to drink. That was, uh, <laughs> that was funny. You know what? Uh, you got that going for you. That's going to continue for That's, at least another hey, five years. It's good. It, it comes in handy when you want to be taken seriously. <laughs> Why won't you guys take me seriously? I don't understand. Listen, I think I have some really great ideas. <laughs> Why won't you listen to me? Why do you keep calling me Peanut? Yeah. I just sound this way. <laughs> if I had a girlfriend, she'd kill me. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so well, yep, that's that's what I was—the peanut. It's fine. So yeah, uh, you're talking about the uh, monster party guys. The we found they recorded video when we went. And we recorded their podcast with them, and uh, I just yeah. happened to just stumble across it the other day, and and had no idea that it was up online. So go check it out. It was really fun. We sat at the island of their uh, kitchen table, or the island in their kitchen, and. Uh, we chatted for like two hours. We were there for oh, a, uh, for it was quite a, a while. Good long chat. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, so yeah, go go check that out. But uh, all right, well let's uh, we got a lot of show. We got a lot of show ahead. So news, let's, news. Let's do news, let's do news. some news. Here we go. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to treat your head, I improved beam accuracy by adding plasma shields to RF discharge chamber. I have cryo cooler to reduce helium boil off and to dub it all up. We got a freaking Faraday cage. Ghostbusters answer the call. You remember that movie, Chris? It was that that movie that came out uh, a few months Wait, ago. Wait, did they put a subtitle on it? They. Uh, <laughs> you know what's like the the back and forth, like the discourse that I've seen for the subtitle alone. I'm like, guys, it's just it's the movie's out. It's over. It's not a. a oh, anyway, but yeah. So there's a there's a pattern to the way information is disseminated on the internet that is very reminiscent of throwing a rock into a pond. It ripples out and it like the initial <laughs> ripples. And then when you think it's done, the ripples ricochet back it off the side. Of the, and, then, and then, yeah, you know, a couple minutes later, 
They gave it a subtitle? No. No. It's no. been this. Ugh. And then you see the people that post the, the posters up and they're like, look, it was on there. And then somebody else posts the other poster that says, no, it said, who are you going to call? And I'm like, guys, just let it go. Indiana, let it go. Um, but hey, so anyway, so the movie was re-released over Labor Day weekend. Uh, nice, nice long four day weekend for the movie to come back out before the Blu-ray and the DVD are released and, uh, yielded another about 1.5 million, a little under 1.5 million. Yeah. Um, But what's interesting to me, Chris, did you notice it never, it didn't leave the theaters. Like as we're recording this, it wasn't just for the Labor Day weekend, the same amount of screens, the, uh, let me see, it's 1,091 theaters are still screening the film. So as of Thursday, uh, they're, they're still there. That's like 500 and a half. It was, it was inflated up like 500 and a half for the Labor Day, uh, whatever you want to call it, PR push or whatever. And then, yeah, I thought it would deflate back down again to the 400 some odd, and no. And no, yeah, still in the same amount of domestic theaters here. So that brings the total to about 224 million uh, worldwide, yeah. which, you know, still, but not un- under por- underperforming uh, a little bit, but uh, still not too shabby uh, compared to some other things that I've also seen, especially in subreddits and comment threads, the back and forth. Yeah, we've, we've seen it my all, calculations. Guys. And my projections for way off. <laughs> for way off, which we'll get to. We'll get to in another news item that I I liked. That and was pretty. If funny, you look but, here uh, on the chalkboard, you can see <laughs> where it broke my heart. Um, yeah, I'm off. By, I was off by about fifty. Yeah, it's uh, you my know, last but, guess. I figured it would be about fifty higher, but no. Yeah, and and still sort of steadily making. You know, it was it, not not a lot per day uh, past Labor Day weekend, but you know, still still making yeah. a little bit of cash money. So, well, the crazy part is, it's only been two months. Like, I don't know. It feels like there's like a sweeping of it out of the theaters after like two months when it was kind of doing not bad. Again, like to 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 pick everybody's favorite uh, comparative uh, whipping boy, the Fantastic Four. Uh, that thing went for three and a half months before they yanked it all together, right? Like it's just kind of well. And I almost wonder if, if strange. Part of that, well, it it could be because of the Blu-ray push, which you know they've already started the marketing machine for the yes. Blu-ray release, and so maybe they're trying to sort of usher the movie out of the theaters so that they can now turn everybody's gaze over to door number two. Um, that might be a, a big part of it as well. I mean, it's, it's sort of, it's contradictory that it's still in the same amount of theaters that it was in over the big Labor Day weekend re-release push. Uh, but you know, here it's coming out on digital on the 27th and, you know, a little less than two weeks now. And, uh, yeah, um, it's, it's very strange, but I mean, Hey, it's again, it's all income for them, but it's not really focused income. It's, it's very it strange. Would, it would be a pure income because, well, by this point, they're splitting the you know the 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 dollars with the theaters pretty heavily. After two months, um, the split's probably you know, uh, and I mean this this is when people who aren't familiar with this is what kind of drives this why some movies stay in theaters longer and others don't. The success of them, meaning they're going to draw people in, theaters love it, uh, like. Ghostbusters originally the first one ran well into like you know near like November or something sure. like that just just crazy uh, or why they bring them back sometimes but anyway, but yeah there's a certain wisdom to if we get this out now then anybody who went oh shucks I want to see that but hey here's the DVD or the Blu-ray or it's on iTunes or whatever they'll grab that and at that point um, 
that's a much purer return for Sony, right? Even yeah. though the disc is probably what at its lowest price. What do you think it'll go? Well, we know what it's going to go for. iTunes, new movies, and all that go for what? It's 20 like bucks 20, twenty bucks. Yeah, it's like the nineteen ninety nine down here, and then the I now, think the I t- MSRP is like twenty nine ninety nine for the four disc set that we talked to Tyler about last week. It's it's just yeah. a little under thirty bucks, something like that. So Apple takes what was it thirty percent? So the Flarber Thurber. Um, <laughs> sorry, it was at uh, fourteen bucks, right? So whatever. Does, does you know. Apple really take thirty percent of that? Wow. Uh, well, I, I seem to recall that's what it is. I will not swear to it now that you've put me on the spot. But no, I'll tell no, you this: I mean, that's what other digital. I know I'm familiar with some other digital retailers firsthand, yeah. and I know exactly that's the deal that they go for. Um, Let's be honest, though it's you know it's a major studio, and iTunes wants to show movies. I'm pretty sure it's a fairly high powered negotiator sat down at some point and worked out a deal rather than a boilerplate. You know, some guy with his indie track gets stuck with the boilerplate uh, percentage split. But uh, yeah, but at the same time, I, I don't I don't know. Like, there's a lot of evidence that in the past that has said it's two completely different markets. Like the people who are like, no, I'm going to wait for home video or whatever. They were never rushed to the theater, anyways. Right. And the people who really right. want to see the theater aren't necessarily going to immediately move over to the home video. Like you could almost let the two overlap, which I guess we'll know in two weeks whether they kind of do that, which they probably will. Yeah, there's no way they're they going to sweep will this be overlapping. Like it'll it'll so. still be in the dollar theaters, but it will also be on on store shelves. I would imagine just based yeah. upon the way that it's sort of chugging along in theaters now. So. I mean, but again, it's, yeah, you're right. It's, it's sort of a pure income for them when they end up taking a bigger cut and they don't have to pay the theater distributors and, and whatever that yeah. that's why they rely on their popcorn sales. But, um, what but I found yeah. interesting was the, the, the big noise coming up from people going, well, when's it going to be on Netflix? And I was like, this is where we're at now. Is it a movie's been out for two months and you're asking when it's going to be out on the, the subscription streaming service. But that's how but fast I, it all moves now. I mean, yeah, you, it's kind of crazy talking about the original release when you said yeah it was in theaters until november but you know that was before it was before a lot of people were buying vhs cassettes uh, re- uh through retail too like you were just going to your video store and renting it uh if you even had a vhs player in 84 right so um yeah if well, you were among th- the few the the lucky ones that had tape players i don't know yeah exactly um it could take ages for movies to come out on vhs back in the day um i do know that just last week there was an article though that basically opened with that question when's Ghostbusters coming to Netflix and then they answered the question which is on average movies take a year to show up on Netflix new huh. movies like if a movie comes out now see you in About 12 a months. year yeah well it makes they want to get all of those potential ad revenue streams but or you know uh not ad revenue but income revenue streams like digital and on demand and pay-per-view and all that stuff before they yeah throw it de- up there Netflix for free, is kind basically. of yeah, kind of bottom of the barrel one. It's it's the last hmm. dime you squeeze out of it, sort of thing. Yeah. Plus, uh, we have to factor into uh, uh, what network was it? Fox. That oh yeah, it was FX. Yeah, FX, FX has got the, the TV rights. Probably decent chunk of change. That they don't want it on Netflix. They no. want you know, they want their four month run with it. So. 
Yeah, they want people uh, subscribing to the cable network so that they can get the ad sales, and there you go. Yeah, totally. So they want they want their million dollars from everybody Delta Airlines or whatever. So <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's it's also interesting too that they've also started. It's like round two of the merchandising and marketing blitz uh, for the home video release, like. Uh, you know, now you're getting your uh, your fast food tie-ins. Even though we didn't get a fast food tie-in for the theatrical release, which is curious, now we have one for the home video release, which Wayback Burgers, I, I've got to be honest, I didn't know existed until this happened. Uh, <laughs> tiny, tiny little franchise that's based out of Connecticut. They've got uh, the Ghostbusters intellectual property rights for, uh, for the Blu-ray release, and so they've got their promotional tie-in that's happened, and... There just happened to be one in Hollywood, and God, yeah. I had to go. I had to do it, man. They're they're that that nationwide chain that is so small that everybody mistakenly assumes it's a local store. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it really is. And like, and the one here yeah, in LA a, is just like one way back, a corner. Yeah, they oh a way back burger. That's nice. Oh, and it's very polished. It's very <laughs> McDonald's. They should make a franchise out of it. Well, they have. It started Turns in Connecticut. Out they are. Yeah, <laughs> they have something like twelve or or fourteen stores, uh, if I remember correctly. But is that so, all it is? That's a shame. Yeah, it's it's not a lot. I mean, here in here in California, there were two stores, and then Connecticut, there were quite a few. I know that Georgia has a couple. Uh, no, I mean, sort of few and Georgia. far between. George, George. Man, we're going. really we're hitting you with the tunes lately. It's the only way I can stay awake. <laughs> who's um, the old man now? Hmm? Who's, uh, the, who's always admitted that? That's me. True. That's true. Um, I just yeah, there's one it. in Bellevue actually, Bellevue-ish, Redmond, Bellevue, uh, which anybody who listened to uh, uh, Ryan Dole and I make our little road trip looking for for toys. It's roughly the same trip. And oh, okay. Trust me, so- the minute I looked it up and announced it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of road trip on my Facebook. Here we go. We got to go. Um, I'll tell you, it's kind of worth it. It's worth it. Okay, here. It's worth it just to go into a restaurant and see the No Ghost logo up on the window. They've got like the vinyl decals where it's like the No Ghost logo holding a burger, uh, kind of Mel's Diner style. And then they have all of the menus have Ghostbuster stuff on it. And all of the napkin holders have Ghostbuster stuff on it. And they've got a standee. It's, it's kind of worth it just for that experience just to kind of go back to what was it hardy's the ghostbusters 2 headquarters uh uh sort of environment that we had around 1989 um yeah it's very hardy's-esque with that the slimer milkshake slimer milkshake yeah so the three menu items that they have so that's the other thing in the menu they have a ghostbusting burger a stay puff slime shake and mac and cheese bites with ghost pepper sauce See, the ghost pepper sauce is the running through line here. Uh, uh, and so, I, I mean, okay, so Ghostbusting Burger, it was uh, basically just a, a regular cheeseburger with pepper jack cheese and then this ghost pepper, like, mayo on it, which was, it was pretty good. You know, uh, had a little kick to it, tasty burger. They actually, it's like in and out They make the burger, you know, when you order it, so it's not just sitting there waiting for you to consume it off of a heat lamp. That was kind of nice. Um, the Stay Puff Slime Shake was... That's that's the one where I was like, ah, okay. Like marshmallow milkshake doesn't really taste like much of anything, at least to me. I don't know. It just it's just super sweet, right? It was just it was super sweet, and it didn't. You know, like when you get a when you get a vanilla or a strawberry or a chocolate milkshake, like it has a very like a distinct and very powerful flavor. And the marshmallow was just sort of you know it just tasted like unflavored ice cream. It was really interesting, um, and maybe that could just be the mix that my restaurant had or something, but. 
But it was what good. Was the, what was the Slimer slime taste The Slimer like? slime is like key lime. Um, and it, they kind of like yeah. drizzled it around the sides. So you had to kind of like, you know, McDonald's uh, hot fudge sundae style. You had to kind of scrape it off of the sides and stir it in a little bit. But um, So and the assumption it, is that's why they did that with the ice cream because the key lime is going to – give you the taste yeah give you a little bit give you a little bit of the the zazz needs more zazz um <laughs> unless unless you're gonna go in and say i want one of your strawberry milkshakes but wait i want the slime on it give me the slime give me the slime yeah. uh and then the mac and cheese bites i did not partake in uh because i was already in a food <gasps> coma by the time i got to the burger and the shake and uh it was a lot, man. I'm, I, I was like, <laughs> by the time I got through the burger and like half the shake and the fries, I was already ready for a blanket and a pillow just to take a nap because I could feel like the carbs coursing through my veins. Uh, but yeah, so I didn't try the mac and cheese bites, but, but pretty good. And, you know, I wish that they had like, you know, like cups or something like those tie in things. Uh, everybody's looking for the burger picks yeah. or the little things that they put into the top of the bun of the burger. Um, it's very strange that this time around, all the collectible cups are sold as collectibles through <laughs> direct you, yeah, distribution. Yeah, you buy them through Diamond or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I kind of miss not being able to, well, that's not entirely true because wasn't the one There's cinema that, chain in yeah, the, the States? Yeah, the Alamo Draft that, House. Yeah, they had their. Oh, the Alamo. Yeah, they had. The, yeah. Oh, God. Thanks for reminding me. Now I got to go. <sighs> Press pause. I got to go to eBay now. Um <laughs> It's a nice glass. It's a really, I have a friend out there who is probably not listening, but, uh, thank you to that friend who sent me one. Um, yeah, but it's a nice pint have, glass. I can't man. have one. I need three of them so I can display them like they did online. <laughs> like their ad. It, yeah. You should, you show the whole car. Um, there was that, uh, no, but there was a, another cinema, uh, uh, like a, I know the Alamo is a bit of a chain now, but it's still kind of, you know what I mean? Like a, it's still prestige small. It's like chain. the Wayback Burgers of uh, movie theaters. This was yeah. like closer to AMC or something like that. Uh, and they had some Ghostbustery oh, stuff. Like yeah, the, they were like the plastic cups. I think that was like Cinemark or one yes, of those had them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you could get like the Slimer Cherry drink thing. Oh, that was the worst improvised product name ever. But anyways, some sort of Ghostbusters. It was like the cherry limeade or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But they slapped a, you know, a Slimer on the, the little, the little card over the, the dispenser and all that. But yeah, they had Ghostbuster cups, didn't they? Plastic cups. Yeah. I think, and I think they were like the four character posters, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I've seen them pop up on eBay here and there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I got, I got myself, uh, it's actually right here. Um, Da, da, da. So a shout out to uh, Matthew there in uh, Florida. Oh God, there's so many Florida franchises. Which one is he in? I don't know. I'm sorry, Florida Matthew. Is a big state. But anyways, yeah. um, he uh, had one of the AMC uh, Ghostbuster little uh, buttony things that they gave out, and uh, oh, he was yeah. selling it. So I, I bought one off of him. Nice. So I have a little bit of the swag from the the movie theaters down there in the states. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, all of the kind of promotional tie-in stuff, uh, it was a little few and fi- far between. And, and especially with the Wayback Burger stuff, I wish that there was maybe just a plastic cup or something. But, you know. Unless uh, you're in Japan, in which case. Dude. It abounds. Speaking of glasses, they have a set of four Ghostbusters glasses there. Like, they're like, ah, it's glass sad. glasses. 
Yeah, glass glasses. They also have all of the the uh, coin operated stuff that we talked about in a couple episodes yep. ago. But it, it just seems like it just exponentially keeps increasing. Like there is the little like quarter, um, like the little egg machine. Now they have like yep. the crane game that has a bunch of like stuffed animals and stuff in it. And yep. And um, I was talking to you earlier. They uh, we recently got a look at. They have. God, I'm trying to do the count in my head because I don't have the picture in front of me, but it was easily eight to ten different Halloween items, like oh, can, like candy snack, candy and snack bags and uh, all that. You're saying we need to move to Japan. That's what I'm hearing right now. Is we just no? I've just been go. telling you that for a year. I don't know why you haven't been listening. <laughs> um, which is crazy because I'm not even aware that Japan has. Like, I don't even know if they do Halloween. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're aware of it. Like, because it's, you know, it's a fairly, uh, how do I put this? I mean, it's a, it's a pop culture thing that is uniquely kind of North American that, or at least the, you know, the way it's kind of packaged these days. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, not counting the kind of the, the Day of the Dead roots and all that. But it, it's broadcasted out over the world that, you know, even the UK is slowly adopting trick-or-treating door-to-door and all that. Oh, I just, so I'm, I knew they were aware of it. And actually that begs the question, are these just Halloween themed or are they like, literally, could you go to the store there and pick up a box like, uh, of the, um, the Halloween, the fun size Doritos and stuff like, you know what I mean? Like, could yeah, I go they, get, do they have the, uh, the Reese's, uh, pumpkins and stuff like that like do they do they go all out with all of the halloween candy i wonder uh, yeah i don't know and mm-hmm. these these items we saw can't can they be purchased you know bulk fun size for hollow like for you know the purposes that we understand uh, treats at halloween or is it just sort of a, a you know mm-hmm. a thematic thing that you know halloween's coming and here's ghostbusters and a pumpkin well, and a I got. I know a guy. I know a guy yeah, that I can ask. I know a guy too. <laughs> and, I, and I know he listens to the show. So uh, yeah, I know a guy too. It's just that my fear is that like, <laughs> like he could literally now we could just like, he could have a job doing nothing but shipping this stuff <laughs> to North stuff. America. Like I don't want to wear this guy out. Sort I of know. Naoki is like one of the, he, you know, after we talk about stuff uh, from Japan on the show, he's so kind and he's like, do you guys want me to get it for you? Like, yeah, no, I, I know. I mean, yes, I do, but no, I don't <laughs> at the same time. It's, it's, <laughs> that's right. My heart says yes. My brain says no. But, yeah. But no, my no, wallet no. And my shelves that have no space on them say, no, what are you doing? <laughs> Well, that's the, and like I said, that's the, the, the worst of it is every time they announce a new thing, some part of me goes, surely I could put that up on a shelf somewhere. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be fun just over the next few years, kind of learning everything that they put out and, you know, making a note of it and cataloging it and. Yeah. And, and trying to, to capture it here some way, somehow in North America, but, uh, well, hey, small, sm- sorry, small aside. I had, uh, I had uh, time to kill and I didn't want to do work work. So I actually spent a half an hour scouring, uh, uh, eBay for the cryptozoic sketch cards. Oh yeah. Cause I was determined that I was going to make a record of as many of the sketch cards as I could. Yeah, I remember you were trying to create that list so that at least somebody out there had yeah. like a, a checklist or a catalog of some sort. Yeah, I gave up after half an hour. It's it's a massive undertaking. <laughs> it's too much. Oh, it's it just insane. can't be done. It can't Ugh. be done. 
Um, well, hey, let's let's keep the uh, the merch train rolling. Speaking of Cryptozoic, um, because we have some developing news, news that we have not been quite able to confirm uh, on Cryptozoic's end, but some of the stuff that they showed off at the San Diego Co- San Diego Comic Con and uh, in previous uh, the, uh, the Toy Fair, the toy yeah Toy Fair um, and, and the licenses. Yeah, licensing expo. It, it might it might have evaporated. Um, according to some people on Amazon, uh, orders like pre-orders have been canceled for uh, the Slimer Egg Timer, the Fan Club Kit, and what was the third one? The Cookie Cutters. The Cookie Cutters. I want like so basically the home goods and then the Fan Club Kit, but not the not the aprons. Like the aprons are still out there in the wild because they they were selling them at San Diego, San Diego Comic Con. Why can't I say that tonight? It's so weird. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like if they're selling it, yeah, don't worry about it. It's still out there. It's just these were things that haven't been released yet, and it's a bit confusing because on the one hand, I myself then went to Amazon, like the some people took some screenshots and. Uh, Actually, I think it was Jeff, Jeff Lewis. What's it, Jeff Lewis? Uh, uh, who who I hope is feeling better. <laughs> he's He's been like uh, laid up on the couch for the last couple of days. But oh, uh, no, I man, think he worst. posted it. He posted the pictures and sure enough, it's just, you know, it's right there and it says um, canceled. It didn't say Amazon. I assumed it was Amazon, but for all I know, it's, it could be some other online retailer or something like that. Uh. But... Uh, I have no reason to doubt them, especially since some other people said, yeah, we got the email that these were canceled. Now, I then went to Amazon, and uh, the fan club kit said temporarily out of stock. The Slimer Hmm. Egg Timer said it was taking pre-orders and will be out uh, February blah 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 and uh, But... You could still, if I wanted to, I could click the button and throw money at them. I don't know if the system would. Well, I mean, Amazon will always take your money, even yeah, if of course. There's, there's a Force Awakens book that I know for a fact has been canceled because the author himself said it's been canceled, but it's still up for pre-order, so they'll, yeah, they'll so take there you your go. money. And I couldn't find the cookie cutters. Uh, I, I, I finally get to see this. Uh, <laughs> we reached out to Cryptozoic, but at the time of recording, they have not gotten back to us. Um, that's only because this broke today there wasn't yeah this is this is some late breaking news but uh i kind of rolled the dice that somebody might come back and say yay or nay at the moment i i assume it's it's absolutely for real because like i said some people were piggybacking on jeff's post going yeah we pre-ordered that and you know we got the email yesterday or whatever saying they they had canceled it so uh who knows there's yeah yeah and there's other items that aren't out yet either that i know are still coming so i kind of I'm kind of wondering if this maybe isn't just a uh, – <laughs> let's put it this way. Uh, who wants the Slimer egg timer? And five of us put up our hands. And Cryptozoic went, not enough to place the order with China. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, which is a the shame. sales were not there. Yeah. The fan cl- – like it, it begs the question how much these days do pre-orders uh, dictate you know, the final sale of an item sort of thing. Oh, like, gee. I mean, look, look at the Mattel Ectomobile, uh, that was based entirely on pre-orders and fizzled, yeah. uh, fizzled out before it came to fruition. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess pre these pre-orders now are being treated mildly like, uh, like crowdfunding. You know, like, yeah. Crowdfunding Kinda? with no perks sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Like, and if the response isn't there, they just sort of go, Nope. Which is a real shame. Cause 
egg timer was delightful. The cookie cutters, I was like, okay, but that fan club kit, I kind of yeah, really the fan club that. kit was. <laughs> Well, maybe that's something that can be resurrected from, you know, maybe Ghost Corps can start an official fan club and they can put something together. You know, that would be a lot of fun. But so, hey, Ghost Corps, if you need a couple of enthusiastic, knowledgeable, (laughs) and vaguely competent writer type guys, there's our weekly plug for us just trying to. Uh, we're hustling for more money is the search for more money. Please hire us. (laughs) We we tell people we're not chills and we totally aren't, but we totally could be. But we could be. We we can be purchased. We can be bought. I mean, yeah, we're the worst shills ever. It's like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. You give us lots of money, and we do work in return. And we'll we'll do it for you. Yeah, exactly. You 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 may not know what a shill is. What's it? Is that a shill? No, I don't, no that's I, an employee. Oh, that's a job. Oh, it's, God, it's like is that key. what I've been doing wrong this whole time? It's like that Keen Peel sketch about the two guys uh, arranging the robbery. Do you remember that one? No, I don't remember that one. Here's what we do. First, we go in there, and we take up positions. You know, maybe a janitor, <laughs> maybe a clerk. We get to know everybody. We get their trust. We scope it out. We do this day in, day out. Nobody notices a thing. We do it for weeks, then months, then years. Then we take off the money and they put a little in the bank. And after 20 years, we got a retirement savings plan. And the guy's like, you idiot, that's a job. That's a job. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, that's uh, – we'll, we'll take a job. Totally. We'll take a job. Or, or you can pay us in uh, Hot Wheels cars or uh, Crooked Dice Paranormal Exterminators uh, miniatures. Uh, or, uh, no, I wish I could remember the name of the – the company that made the uh, the Ghost Hunters set there a few years back. That was it, also, it was another up. British company, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh God, the British are basically kings of the of the the gaming of the miniatures. miniatures. Yeah. Um, those ones though were a bit more. Um, uh, how do I put it? They were kind of close to the original Ghostbusters, but kind of not. Whereas these ones are, wow, they are. They're it. Yeah, they're they're one hundred percent the new. Uh, they're the. I'm sorry, no. They are one hundred percent the new uh, paranormal exterminators. Exterminators three. three. Yes. Yeah. Oh, don't you hate that? For you know, for legal uh, litigation purposes, let us disclaim these are the paranormal exterminators really, three. It's really frustrating because you and I both know that it's technically called paranormal exterminators. Pick up the phone, uh, and it's been that for months. But you know, it the was internet on the end credits of the movie. It was on the final theatrical <laughs> poster. Um, they uh, literally seem to have pulled some of their concept uh, art right off the trailers and all that. Like uh, there is a character who we'll call, I don't know, Yabby, who's in the middle of a punch with some sort of device on her fist. Like uh, We've seen that before. Um they're they're great. They're great looking yeah, little they're, figures. They're really great, and uh, but only only available out of the UK. So you've got to uh, get them shipped internationally if you're in North America, like we are, as we always seem to be discussing about all the cool stuff that we don't get here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Crooked Dice, uh, Paranormal Exterminators three. Those were pretty cool. The Hot Wheels cars. Um, uh, you're you're a Hot Wheels collector, or you were at one point, weren't you? Uh, I mean, or you tried. No, no, I am. I'm a Sort of. I'm a, I do collect. I do collect the Dinky cars. Um, actually, Dinky's another brand name. Only I know it because I'm old. Shut up. 
Um, Dig, and Johnny little, Lightnings, you were collecting that. That's what it was, little, right? You were yeah, doing little, the little Johnny little, Lightnings. Little diecast yeah. cars. Um, so Johnny Lightning uh, really got me rolling there. Uh, then, yeah, Hot Wheels got the license and they didn't stop. Uh, what kind of started to kill me was when I realized that there are several Hot Wheels conventions around the world every year. And they take whatever they've been making and they make these crazy convention exclusive versions of them. So there's there's ones out there like uh, there was a convention they had in Mexico and they had the Ecto, but they gave it like some crazy paint job, like even crazier than the like the Target exclusives, the Halloween one that was black yeah, with the pumpkins yeah. and the slime and all that. Like these got like hologram hologram paint on them and the Ooh. cards are all insane and I, yeah I stumbled on them on eBay and I'm like wow I will never have these and, just, and probably like in the hundreds <laughs> I would imagine right just a ridiculous right? amount that they're asking for them so but that's um, okay because yeah as you've brought up they're uh, they said calm down Chris uh, <laughs> we're gonna make you buy eight but at least they're at normal prices. They're normal prices. Uh, they will probably do variations of them that are exclusives would be my guess because there's Damn so many it. of them. But, you know, just throwing that out there. Did they do you know. that with the other, like the Marvel ones or the they Star did, yeah, Wars with ones? The Star Wars ones, like there were con exclusives of the Star Wars ones. So uh, backing oh, up, sure, yeah, they've but. got they've got eight different cars. They're each sort of inspired by like what they did with Star Wars. They have the Darth Vader car, and it kind of looks like it has the same silhouette and the same style lines as Darth Vader has. Uh, for Ghostbusters, they're doing one for Slimer. They're doing one for Ghostbusters two. There's a Stay Puffed one, a Terror Dog one. Yeah, um, just they didn't. Uh, they didn't seem to make shall we put it unique or custom bodies though these seem to be existing car models that they've done custom paint jobs custom to. paint jobs yeah um and, and i mean not I've, i remember the matchbox cu- like uh the the euro vans like the big like uh you know 80s vans that they would always do the cool like airbrush uh stuff on yeah and had like three or four of those um the but one with the surf surfboards on top, or my the surfboards favorite. on top. Yeah, there was there was a Star Wars one at one point that I never got, but um, that and Superman's spaceship with the f- punching fists. Yes, yes. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and, the so, uh, and the Daily Planet news truck. Boom, boom. Which, by the way, I'm almost guaranteeing you is the Slimer one. They call it the oh. bread truck, but it's the panel van but it's that they've been making for 40 forever. years. Yeah, that it's just and a different – yep. Yeah. it's. I think the Hulk got it in one because it's, <laughs> it's just this giant blank canvas that you can slap a giant piece of art on the side of this thing. <laughs> um, how they announced it is what got me because I, it showed up on Facebook and it showed up – I ran into it first uh, on um, on the desktop. So I'm just scrolling by and didn't think anything of it. I'm like, ah, oh, cool. Shared it along and all that. I'll, yeah. I'll, and I'm, and I'm, my brain's like, why is it b- kind of blurry? Why do you see two of them? And why have they cut off the edges? Like, this is the worst picture ever. This is Ghost Core. You should be ashamed of yourselves. This is a terrible picture. And then I went back to reread it again on my phone, and I looked away for a second, and I, my hand moved the phone, and the picture moved, and I realized it was uh, one of those um, – 360 the panorama oh. moving pictures and i was like oh and then i giggled for 10 minutes as i looked at all eight of them 
Uh, is that, in, is that how out, on your in, desktop that's what the 360s look like? It's just sort of like a blurry thing that you can't really navigate. No, around? that's the well. No, that's their hold one. They load oh, the, gotcha, and the neutral okay. is just is just a blurry like a blurry ish, a pixelated, a low res version uh, ha, of the okay. of the center point. And then if you click on it and start to move it, it snaps to full resolution and all that. Got um, it. Got it. Yeah, but like yeah, I said, very... busy stuff to do, and then I startle myself as I'm like, <laughs> corner of my eyes, like your phone is moving. Wait, what? there's something more to this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I just want to let you know that I love you, squirrel. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. They're great. I mean, uh, eight of them. Oh God, which did they have? Did they have the guys? The Slimer? The Stay Puffed? There was Slimer Stay Puff. There was like a Ghostbusters two themed one. Uh, those are the yes, only, that's right. Like the three that stood out to me. And then there was a Terror Dog one that kind of like it was just it was like the color scheme looked like him. Yeah, like I said, if you read the bottom, there isn't there isn't an Ecto, and I forget what they've done with the Ecto, but the um, the rest of them, if you read the bottom. It's the the name of the make of the car. It's like a standard, you know, it's one of the vehicles that they've done before. They're just kind of recycling body. I don't care. Like, I'm frankly going to get them all. Um, I don't recall when these are coming out, though. But I, my assumption is, is they're slightly more, like a buck or two more than the usual. Because you can pick up a Hot Wheel, hell, at the grocery store for, what, two bucks? Yeah, I mean, they're... I, so they're not 99 cents anymore? Come on. <laughs> okay, guy. stop right there. Maybe they are. I'm in Canada, so perhaps there's a bit of a uh, price adjustment and inflation and shipping. I don't know. I know they're not terribly expensive. If you just want one of the the, the standard that year Hot Wheels, it's no more than a couple of bucks to pick one up. But uh, All right, I've got... I seem to recall... I got it. I yeah. pulled them up. Because we were talking and we didn't have them. Okay, so you've got, here are the vehicles. It's the Drift Tech, which is the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Um, okay. And that's the one that kind of looks like a like a squished truck a little bit. Then there's the Bread Box, which is Slimer, which we were talking about. Um, yep. Then there's the Ghost Trap, which is the uh, battle spec car that's kind of like the white with the caution stripe uh, painting right. on it. Um, then the Spectite, which is the Ghostbusters 2 themed one. It's got the Ghostbusters 2 logo on the, the car door. Um, that's right. They totally, they totally dodged likeness. Right? <laughs> there's no, there's no, well, there's and, no and human point characters. in case there is the phantasm, which is the classic four members, but it's that, um, that style guide art. That's the silhouettes from the back with them with the, yeah. So the they get around there. Them, then there's yeah. the ectomobile, which is the same, it's the same hot wheels ecto that they've, they've had out before. And then there was the power rocket, which is the slimed no ghost logo. It's uh, another sort of like rally car. That's got the, you know, green paint scheme and a no ghost logo on the back. So, um, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. And if you look at that, that image again, uh, even the box art is pretty cool, you know, for all of the people that keep stuff in the cards, which especially the hot wheels collectors I know do, uh, it's, it's all, it's, it's a pretty sweet package. So, um, release date, uh, is not available yet. Unfortunately, given, given that ghost core, uh, kind of, tease announced it that way my assumption that this was just to get excitement going we'll probably see an official announcement in the next couple of weeks yeah i would imagine it would be a holiday item that would be my guess is especially if they've got these these all carded it's probably like a, a december release so so stay tuned for those but in stores right now at target 
uh, ladies, there's some pretty sweet uh, pajamas, a union suit. I, I didn't know what a union suit was until my wife was like, they're pajamas, you dummy. Um, but it's, it's, like a, it's like a onesie, uh, you know, zip up thing that's got a hood With a in collar. the back. Yeah. With, yeah. And uh, so they've got one that's stay puffed. They've got one that's the Ghostbusters, uh, you know, answer the call 2016 uniform theme. Um, and then they also, uh, we went into the store and they have, uh, other, like a, a women's nightgown that's a stay puffed as well. So they, they have other items that aren't available on the website. So, um, cool, yeah. cool stuff coming, which is funny because target was pretty bare bones when the movie came out and now they've got, you know, the clothing coming out again. So, uh, you know, good, good stuff. I, I did see a couple people when, uh, when you posted it up, or I think maybe when I posted it up on Ghostbusters HQ, Somebody said, if I order an extra large, will it fit me? Uh, and I don't want to point fingers at whoever that person was, but uh, I don't know. You got to try it, and then you got to take a picture and send it to us. And, show what, us, is your, and show what is your us. definition of fit? And Yeah, exactly. And how does it fit you? How does a union suit fit you? Uh, so Pixar didn't happen, I guess is what I'm saying here. If a person was to get themselves like a true spec uniform or something, one of the jumpsuits that the franchises wear and you reverse engineered that pattern and then rebuilt it out of polar fleece. Hey, <laughs> just, and give it how like comfy, footy, give it a footy pajama yeah. thing on the bottom. How, how comfy would that be? Yes. In black polar fleece. It's all khaki except for the booties, which yeah. are. Yeah, exactly. Black. And I run, <laughs> you can get them in two styles. <laughs> One where the boot starts at the ankle for Venkman style or one where it goes halfway up the calf for the laced up for the guys who lace up their boots. Yes. Yes, exactly. You have to oh. be accurate. You have to be completely screen accurate. So, so my questions are is how comfy would these be? Uh, and how much would a person pay for them? I mean, I, I sold. I can, Christmas day <laughs> sitting on the floor uh with yeah. the family, why not? I'm sold. All right, somebody now out there make that happen. Here's, here's the best part. We then make proton pack pillows <laughs> oh but they've got velcro on the, the the inside of them and there's matching velcro well actually the polar fleece you might not even need it and then you just slap it on your back and there's your proton pack your proton pack pillow that you carry yeah. around and then when you want to take a nap you back. just lay back and you, you, got your, down. you got your pillow right there yeah oh uh, wow we are man children can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> with our Yes, we're going over for a sleepover. How old are you? Don't worry about it. It's okay. All right, Cryptozoic, we know you're canceling stuff right now, but, but hear us out. Yeah, but uh, I, I bet, you know, there's got to be somebody out there in the in the costuming uh, cosplay world that could start custom making these things for us. Because oh, probably. Uh, actually, I only saw the, I saw the one picture of the, the Union suit. It's actually really sharp. It's yeah, a I mean, really, really good looking uh, nightwear there. And and looks uh, looks pretty cozy, especially you know with the the hood on it. Uh, you know, uh, nice nice warm union suit for the winter time that's coming up. So uh, yeah, so and super super presentable if you have to like slip on your Crocs and run the recycling out. You know, at night before you go to bed, sort of. Yeah, thing. yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I don't think I could get away. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> my neighbors, my neighbors already think I'm a little strange. They're like, ah, oh, it's the guy with all the toys. Right, right. They, if you they have give to me the shifty the, eye. If you have to ask the question, is there something strange in my neighborhood? The answer is, it's you. 
<laughs> don't give them ideas. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, seeing uh, again like all of the pictures that came out of Dragon Con, all of those uh, costumes that people have. Oh wow! Like the uh, the elaborate costumes that people have put together, and the not just Dragon Con, but it was a th- a minimum a three for a weekend because there was Dragon Con, there was Fan Expo Toronto. I believe there's a big one in Boston and at l- maybe one or two others around. Like it was a hu- Labor Day weekend was a huge weekend for conventions and Ghostbusters owned at all of them. All of them. And I mean, at, yeah, at Dragon Con, I mean, they had, I mean, if for the parade route, they had numbers in the hundreds, you know, which I yeah. saw Chase Ambrose put a picture up from 2008 where there were three of them, uh, kind of a far cry from where they were uh, back then. Yeah, the count last year was supposed to be about 70 to 75 and something like six ectos or something like that. And this oh. year it was eight or nine ectos and 100 plus, if I remember. Yeah. And it was everything, right? So you there was literally a, a yearbook, like class photo numbers of Holtzmans around of all varieties, both suited and casual gear and mad scientist gear and with or without Pringles. And I was going to say Pringles uh, was eating that up, uh, with all of the uh, product placement, <laughs> uh, uh, great little spinoffs, uh, Abigail there of yes, have some podcast made herself a real ghostbusters. Um, um, she did Aaron Gilbert, right? Aaron with Gilbert, like the, yep. yeah, and and had the the BFG that we saw on the props tables, and you kind of see at the end of the movie a little bit. Uh, yeah, which she made with the little uh, hood ornament ghost on the end, which I noticed did not survive to the parade. Oh uh, no! <laughs> um, there was a Beetlejuice People Buster, which was awesome. Yeah, that was um, the one that, that Joe Riccadelli mentioned on the show last week. That uh, he kind of teased us about it, and then I saw it. And his pack, did you see it? Had like the the green goop in it with the yeah, little skulls the and stuff. And yeah. yeah. Um, what was the other thing? And I, I can't swear that this was at Dragon Con, although I think it was the four guys that came as the Lego Ghostbusters. Yeah, no, that was at Dragon Con as well. Yeah. Those were amazing. They, they were huge. Like all the people that had pictures for scale, you know, standing next to those guys, I, I don't know. It's about eight feet tall. Yeah. I don't know how you move. Maybe they didn't move in them. Maybe they <laughs> just set up shop and let people come around them. But uh, it, it was pretty insane. I it think was... my favorite was Ray stands. And I say Ray with air quotes because it was uh, Ray from Star Wars Force Awakens, uh, but she was holding the, like the Neutrona wand up like a lightsaber. <laughs> yes. It was, oh man, such a great mashup costume. So good. <laughs> it was a big year for Ghostbusters at, uh, at Dragon Con. Yeah. Big so year say, what, and- say what you will about the movie. I think it's, this is pretty clear indication that it, it stirred up a lot of excitement. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it looks like everybody that went had a really good time. I wish, wish I could have been there. I wish you and I could have been there. There was like a scavenger hunt that they did, uh, and they had their big PK surge, uh, lunch, which, um, everything looks to, have been really successful and everybody seems to have had a really good time based on all of the live uh, Facebooks and all of the photos and the videos and stuff that we've seen. And, um, and yeah, and, and totally out of the blue, Chris, I was incredibly surprised and shocked and uh, humbled that I got an, I got an award. I got a PK surge award and I wasn't even there. (laughs) I (laughs) I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm not even there. I had no idea. And, uh, God, I wish I was there. Um, 
They organized PKA surge down to the finest detail, except remembering to tell you that they gave you an award. <laughs> but that's that's okay. I mean, uh, I, well, it was com- outstanding community uh, contribution. I contribution, say. yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, uh, thanks, guys. I mean, uh, I, if if it's if it's for this podcast, it has to be shared with you, man, because you know, without uh, Chris Why? Stewart, there is no crossrip. So, what do I do? It, you're there. You're I, here. You're the co-host. I sit here and complain that I'm not sleeping. Let's be honest. <laughs> and, it's, and it's invaluable. It's needed. unless you find out this is like the Nobel Prize and there's money. In which case, oh. I want my half. Oh, guys, is there money in this? I had no idea. I'm and the, go and quit the more my job. I'll be right back. Then the more important question is: Is it enough money to get you and I to Japan? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Well, I'm thinking. Okay, so if we do Japan, then we can hit Dubai. Maybe at some That's point, right. like we can kind of just do a little hop, skip and a jump thing. Uh, because by the time we do get there, the Dubai motion gate will be open and we can go ride the ride and it'll, it'll, it'll be fine. We'll do a world tour. It'll be like uh, one of those, one of those eighties movies where in the end credits, they just go on the, the world tour and you see the, uh, <laughs> the postcards of us. <laughs> Welcome to Japan. Welcome to Dubai. Um, but anyway, we'll, so uh, we'll start shooting, um, uh, ghost heads too and then we'll just h- hop around europe and japan <laughs> and uh italy and uh where else i don't know south korea go visit our friends oh. in south korea there i wonder can we do ghost heads take manhattan what would be the second movie oh ghost heads uh, to ghost heads would... to electric boogaloo obviously yeah. the great ghost head caper that would be it right that'd Ooh, be a heist maybe. movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's moving right along. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just had to equate us to the Muppets for some reason. I'm not entirely sure why. This is what happens when you're tired and you're a little loopy. But uh, I get to be hmm, Dr. Teeth or Fozzie Bear. Oh. Or a mashup of the two. Or of the two. I could see you as, as a Dr. Fozzie Teeth. Fozzie with the, the crazier hat, the gold tooth, and the beard. I could do that. That's... That's actually kind of a disturbing vision now that I'm Perfect. picturing it. That's My <laughs> job here is done. Good night, children. <laughs> That's what I do. That's Sleep what tight. I do. Uh, but hey, so PKA Surge, guys, uh, yeah, good on you guys for, for organizing that. I know it's a lot of work, and especially after the movie came out, and I know all of the franchises have been you know, working overtime, uh, doing all of the charity work and, and doing stuff for all of the individual premieres and screenings and uh, birthday parties and, and the like of all of that, you know, the fact that, uh, dragon con was such a huge success and all of the, like the fan expo, the I, huge ghostbusters presence too. I mean, there was the, the, the live reading of the script that was at fan expo, right? With that Maurice was Marsh. That's right. And, uh, Rob Paulson, uh, who's also, uh, contributed, uh, some side voices here and there, I believe to at least real ghostbusters. But who is a, a, a big name in his own right, because uh, I think he does Squidward. Oh, yeah. I mean, and he was like Animaniacs and Tiny Toons and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rob yep. Paulson, and throw, throw a stone at a cartoon and he does a voice in it, most likely. Now, this is something they've been doing for a few years now at cons when they, you know, when there's enough of a, a critical mass of voice actors, what they do is they hold a, a, a panel, but they pick a movie and they have a couple of faves that they do and they take turns 
you know, <laughs> they're given the characters to read and all that, but they cycle their voice repertoires, like, which often lapses into their favorite impressions and all that. And uh, yeah, this year they did Ghostbusters. So let's uh, uh, let's play a little bit of it. You wanna you wanna hear a little bit of it? We can we can we can, it's it's like a very lengthy and kind of echoey uh, video, but maybe we can play yeah, just a chunk of it here. Pick pick your fave. I think people should get a taste, and then they can they can go watch the whole thing on YouTube. Okay. Well, here here's a little sampling of that uh, the Toronto Fan Expo uh, live reading of Ghostbusters. You guys know Peter Falk is right? Yeah. yeah. Bobo, and also the grandfather in Princess Black. Okay. Because it it hurts when I do it. <laughs> By the way, make sure you know what the hell I'm doing. Are there cameras? Is there a camera? Okay. What you need to do. For those of you who obviously do know Peter Falk, you need to also watch Maurice's face. That's why it hurts. That's why it hurts. <laughs> Not you. It's going to hurt you more than it hurts me. Yeah. But it's pretty remarkable because, as you know, uh, Toronto's own Maurice LaMarche is, in fact, a world-class impersonator. Uh, everybody on this stage is a world-class. No, no, no. Not me. But, and Billy, everybody. You're right. But watch his It's pretty remarkable. By the way, I'm a serious actor. That's what I am. Yeah. I'm classically trained. Yeah. I have no idea why I'm up here. The Ghostbusters buy a certain fire stuff. One of these days, he's going to stay there. And they converted somehow to a facility that houses supernatural beings in a technologically advanced containment system. You're also introduced to Lewis Tully and Dana who live in the apartment building that's going to be haunted. Dana's TV is on and a Ghostbusters commercial is playing. Oh, you troubled by strange noises in the night. Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Hello, Toronto! Have you or your family actually seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Just pick up the phone and call the professionals. Ghostbusters! A courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We are ready to believe. Interior Garage Day stands hits the siren and flashes the emergency lights as he drives in. Everybody can relax. I found the car. How do you like it? Um, you think it's wide enough? How much? 4800. Just needs a little suspension work. Hang a muffler and maybe brakes. Reception area day. A bored-looking red-headed young woman with a definitive Queen's accent. But we don't know what the hell we're going to get when he does it. <laughs> Sits at the reception desk, putting another coat of red polish on a heavily lacking dance. Oh, you're very handy. I can tell. Hashtag, I see you. I went through a lot to read a lot, too. Prince is dead. <laughs> That's very fascinating to me. Tell it to me again. Pants <laughs> Some people think I'm too intellectual, but I think we 
bones and fungus. Dana Barrett is and looks around hesitantly. Hello, Nurse. <laughs> oh dear, Batman, may I help you? Okay, get that really hot chair. Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm not really sure. Uh, what I have to say may sound a little, uh, trippy. Yeah, well, we're all professional chairmen. Trash boat. Damn trash boat. Why don't you step out of the office and, uh, we'll talk about it. Interior office. Dana is hooked up to a lie detector. Spangler is monitoring the readout and videotaping the interview. I opened the refrigerator door, you know, to get some pizza pockets, and there was fire, and this thing said, And then I opened the door again, and it was gone. There was nothing there. I see. So, what do you think it was? I think something in my refrigerator has gone really bad. Yeah, well, generally you don't see that kind of behavior in the major appliance. Um, what do you think he done? She's telling the truth. Or at least, she thinks she is. Dude, why do you want to make a thing like this? Some people just like the attention. Pretty much like everyone who's sitting up here on this panel. You know, Peter, this could be a past life experience. Intruding on the present. Or even a race memory, stored in the collective unconscious. And I wouldn't rule out clairvoyance or telepathic contact either. Look, dude, I'm sorry. I, I don't believe any of this uh, stuff. Well, I don't either. Why don't I check out the building? And they have a history of psychic turbulence. Good idea. I could look for the name Zool in the usual literature. Peter. Oh, that's me? <laughs> <laughs> Back to one. Sorry, it's Peter One, one more news item here, and then uh, we'll have a, a little closing thought. But um, there was a, a a Stay Puff lawn ornament, Chris, that uh, went viral uh, for very good reason. Um, author and historian Marie Hicks, who's out in Chicago, she, uh, she had a little writer's block. It was late in the evening, and uh, she had just purchased one of those Halloween decoration, whatever it is, like 12-foot-tall Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man uh uh, you know, the inflatable things that has the motor on it. And, uh, she decided to inflate it in her living room. And by her own account, she made a grave miscalculation. The, the photos are <laughs> this thing. It's like, you know, in uh, Christmas vacation when they unleash the tree and it smashes through the windows and it breaks all the furniture. Um, you know, the, the article in, in the Metro pointed out that by the time that she realized that she needed to unplug it because it was going to start causing damage, it was already blocking all of the electrical outlets and uh, just just a crazy, crazy visual that went uh, viral all over the place and rightly so. Um, and I mention it very briefly here because uh, we're going to have Marie on the show. She's going to be on the show next week and uh, we're going to talk to her about about this experience, but a whole lot more. She's, she's actually, I mean, she's a, she's an assistant professor at a well reputable, uh, she's a reputable professor at a, at a university. Uh, and you know, this is, I reached out to her saying, Hey, do you want to be on the show? Uh, we want to talk to you about the, your, your, uh, your little mishap. And, and then I realized we can talk to her about a whole lot more than that. So we're going to have her on a full show. Uh, but did like, 
That was one of those that all of like, my with, mom sent me. Starting with, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yes, I believe you have uh, multiple PhDs and uh, why? What? What? No, I'm sure there has to be a lot. We're going to get the explanation. We're going to talk to her and we're going to get the explanation here. It was like a adorable copyright infringing version of all those videos we've seen of people uh, uh, undoing the, the instant inflatable uh, watercraft in, 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 in terrible uh, situations. <laughs> Too close to the campfire. Inside the tent. Ooh. Yeah. Foomp. Yeah. So, uh, so stay tuned. We're going to, we're going to talk to Maria about that, uh, that and a whole lot more. Um, so, so f- some funny news there, uh, before we get into something that's, that's a little sad here. Um, we, we learned last week that a founding member of the Louisville Ghostbusters, Todd Harrison passed away from cancer. Uh, very, uh, very sad. It's always really difficult when, uh, one of us, uh, passes away and, um, have, have seen a lot of love for him out there on social media. I, I, did you know him, Chris? I didn't personally know him, and I, I don't believe that I interacted with him at any point. But No, Louisville is kind of a um, – not a super recent group, but kind of a uh, – they, they came a little bit later when I started having trouble keeping keeping track of the growing numbers of them. So I didn't, didn't really know the team all that well, and I, I didn't really get to talk to him much. Yeah, but it seems. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people have and and have had very fond stories about him and discussed all of his charity work. You know, as as many of the good ghost heads out there do. Um, and so we thought we would end the show uh, this week. Just we we thought we would read his obituary on the air because it's a very touching obituary. And he he had been fighting cancer. Uh, some you know very very sad. And I know that this this really touched a lot of people. So um, I just thought we would read his obituary here. Um, uh, okay, so it says, Stephen Todd Harrison, a longtime resident of Louisville, Kentucky, passed away on Friday, September 2nd, 2016, after a valiant battle with lung cancer. He was preceded in death by his paternal grandparents, Coy and Janet Harrison of West Virginia, his maternal grandmother, Pauline Hall, his stepdad, Gary Burgess, and his baby cousin, Sean Massey. Todd was born on November 10th, 1967, and attended Polka High School in West Virginia. He is survived by his father, Steve, uh, Steve Harrison, sorry, of West Virginia, mother, Glenda Burgess, uh, brother, Brent Harrison, and his daughter, Alana, and his sister, Nancy. Um, and, and it goes to mention his extended family, which we, we won't get into here. So, But uh, Todd was so very loved by his family and friends. He was truly humbled. He and his Ghostbusters group were family to each other and not only had fun but devoted their time to many charitable works. This was one of his great passions. He loved his work family, and they truly loved him. He truly never realized the extent of his influence on others. His hobbies, along with Ghostbusters, were cooking and eating and anything to do with nature. There are no words to express the depth of the void created by his passing, but we who love and miss him are sure in the love and faith he had at the end of his life. We have the faith and hope of the resurrection and that at the day our joy will be in greeting Todd once again. May God bless and keep each of you in our fervent prayers. They're asking that in lieu of flowers uh, to make their donations to St. Jude's in Louisville in honor of Todd. And uh, yeah, I I encourage you all, if you did know Todd, uh, make sure to share stories uh, with your friends up on social media. And if you do want to uh, send something to his family or to do something in his honor, uh, make sure to do those donations to St. Jude's. 
Well, Chris, a, a, a somber moment to end on there, but um, yeah, it's it's not it's not ever easy. Even when you don't know somebody uh, in the ghost head community, it's it's never easy to hear when they passed. You know, I know uh, somebody like Ryan Kemp, who a lot of people knew. Uh, it it certainly rocked everybody, and uh, but you know, when it's somebody that you did not know, uh, it it hits hits you just as hard. It hurts just as bad. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a a Ghostbusters fan like us. So we, even if you've never met the person, um, you have a fairly good idea of at least a sizable chunk of what they're like. You know what I mean? Like you may not know their personality. You may not know their history. You may not, may not know what they do and all that sort of thing, but you can completely, um, not sympathize. What am I looking at? But you can kind of put yourself in their shoes that you understand that there's a thing. There's automatically a thing that you guys share, even though you've never met sort of thing. So, yeah, to to have another uh, Ghostbusters fan uh, uh, leave the party early, so to speak, is, yeah, yeah it's um, it, it doesn't matter whether you knew them or not. It's kind of like, well, that's, you know, that's somebody that should have stuck around uh, if, if, if in an ideal world. So the party could have continued. Yeah, and for everybody, a bit somebody longer. you would have loved to have met, uh, should the circumstance ever arise. Yeah, that's yeah. really the sad part is like finding out exactly you know what shade of Ghostbusters fan were they, right? Like, was it all about the franchising and the fan grouping, or you know, did they collect anything? Did they, yeah. you know, what was their favorite episodes of the cartoon? You name it, right? It's never, it's, never getting I, that opportunity to do it. Yeah, I mean, that's the sad part when anybody leaves. Is kind of it's the the regrets. You know, the, yeah. it would have been nice to have met him. It would have been nice to even just talk to him online, find out a bit more about him. But um, that's going to be a bigger and bigger problem as it goes along because, as we can see, the fandom's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, which means, you know, more and more people yeah, that we'll never really get to know. And as time goes on, you know, more and more of us are going <clears> to, <throat> again, leave the party early. Um, yeah, boy, I mean, if, if, you had, if you had told me even a few years ago that, by this point, we'd already be up to uh, easily half a dozen, uh, you know, notable fans on you know in the in the you know the, the the larger, more hardcore community. I I would have made dubious noises, <laughs> but you know here we well, are. And yeah, and the amount of franchises too. I mean, uh, Planet Ghostbusters. Uh, even though you know you 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 try to keep up with all of the franchises and try to map them all out, um, yeah, there, I'm there behind. are so many. There are yeah. so many. Like um, I was looking at the end credits of Ghost Heads, and it said, you know, thanks to all the franchises that sent in video. Meaning, it's just the franchises that sent in video, so it's not a complete list of franchises. Yeah, exactly. And I'm looking at the list, going. I'm pretty sure at least a quarter of these are, are I'm not on the familiar map with yet. Those. Yeah. <sighs> well, e- even at the premiere too, I remember uh, meeting the Hollywood Ghostbusters. You know, the uh, the three or yeah. four members of the Hollywood. I'm like, <laughs> you guys live right next. To- I had no idea that you no were here. No idea. Um, so and, yeah. and that's not even counting. Um, uh, again, speaking of ghost heads, you know, they talked a little bit about the uh, whatever you want to call them the the lone the lone wolves the lone terror dogs <laughs> who. What did uh, Tom call them? Freelancers. Uh, I'm the trying freelance. to remember how he says it. He's yeah. like, I freelanced for a little bit, and then I joined a group. You know? yeah, freelance contractor. Yeah. Um, yeah, they show up at the cons and all that, and you may even get to know them uh, uh, over time. But they, you know, initially or maybe never, if depending, uh, never join a franchise, right? So, yeah. well, so the number for- of franchises is only a rough size of the because, and that's just the ones that dress up and meet. That's. <coughs> 
hard me. It doesn't expand out to, you know, uh, guys who don't dress up, but just collect and all that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we talked about aren't it in a franchise at all or yeah. Yeah. I mean, Shut, I've been, shut-ins like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me. Yes. You, you're the one I'm talking about. Yeah. That's uh, once true. again, it's all about Troy. It's always all about me. All about Troy. Give a guy one award right to his head. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> and I, I mean every word of it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so uh, you know, for the for the Louisville guys, I know it's it's tough. Our, our hearts are with you guys, and yeah. uh, for everybody that also knew him, uh, th- thinking about you guys, this. Uh, this this episode, I mean, I know it's not much, but uh, this is this is in your honor. This is in Todd's honor, and uh, you know we're uh, we just wish that we would have gotten to know him. And uh, you know, let's let's not uh, let's not delay getting to know you guys. Let's let's yeah. uh, let's all get together. DragonCon 2017. Yes, there we go. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at four seven zero two four two four seven four two. That's 4702 GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Okay, Chris. So, uh, some some funny stuff, some sad stuff. Uh, another jam-packed episode. Uh... I think it's final thoughts time. I think it's it's about that time. Do you uh, do you have anything for us this week? Yeah, my final thought is I finally got a copy of Protect the Barrier. Oh, and have you played it? No, I literally bought it like an hour and a half before oh. we started recording. <laughs> okay, so it's, <laughs> so it was purchased. It has not been played yet. It yeah. has been purchased. It has not been played. Although I, I I immediately put the picture up online and like apparently the Ghostbusters of British Columbia are organizing a drinking party night, which may be as soon as tomorrow night. I don't know. Ooh. Uh, which goes to show, don't don't share with your friends. Don't. It's just yeah, don't. Um, the one thing I was a little perturbed by is I picked it up, uh, I looked at the back, it looks great. What alarmed me is I was preparing to swap the pieces with some of the Ecto Minis. I really like that idea of taking the, the, the monochromatic plastic pieces out and swapping in the, the, the cute little character pieces, which I'd seen some people do online. Yeah. Uh, not realizing, of course, that there are... Uh, yeah, uh, probably a dozen plus of the Rowans, big and small version of Rowan. So I'm sitting there going, yeah, I'm not going to go buy more. You're, so, I was going to say, you're going to need a <clears throat> few more pieces uh, in order to do that. The Ghostbusters will probably get swapped, but I won't, I won't swear that the, um, I think the, the ghost figures will have to stay on their own. Uh, it's smaller than I thought too. Actually, I shouldn't say that. It's the box. The box is very face. small. Yeah, the box surface area, like if you look at it from the front, you're like, that is about game size, perfect. And then you pick it up, and you're like, why are you like only two inches deep? What the? <laughs> where, how where small does are go? you? 
Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot and of board games. Side, like, look at, at look this at the side, Ghostbusters board game. Why are you thirty bucks? What the hell? Well, yeah, that's that's the other thing. But uh, but yeah. yeah, a lot of those board games, you pull them out of the box, and you've taken up the entire kitchen table, and you still need space. And you go, how in this little box? How did all of this come out of here? But <laughs> well, my one disappointment is that uh, uh, the Monopoly was not there. I did look. Uh, I looked. Uh, I looked real hard. Well, there. I, I anxiously look forward to uh, hearing your thoughts about Protect the Barrier. Uh, maybe, you know, take take the game over <laughs> for the drinking party and, uh, you know, do a little Miller time and, and see how it goes. Oh, there you go. Yes, maybe we'll do that. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. The Ghostbusters of British Columbia hate to be recorded, so... <laughs> I don't know if they'll go for it necessarily. Mm, okay. All right. Well, see see what you can do. See what you can do. Oh, I got one other thought. Yeah. And it's it's in the merched vein. Oh, it's been a vinyl week for me. Uh, both the um, <clears throat> is it Newport Comics. What the hell is the name of it? Newberry. I think it's Newberry. Never mind. Um, it, a whole bunch of vinyl has come out. One was a, a, a Pokemon-esque white and red vinyl two-tone of the original soundtrack by oh, really? they, the original soundtrack came out again the original soundtrack on oh. vinyl this exclusive two-tone one uh, which i got i don't know what number it is it's limited to a thousand and I, I i may have to open it to see the number and i haven't decided if i want to do that yet but at the same time i also ordered the new soundtrack on vinyl and that's the red the red vinyl one right or was that only at barnes and noble uh well it was from Barnes and Noble, so maybe it is. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and then, in looking for that, I discovered the uh, uh, the score is on vinyl. Oh, uh, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, not cheap, forty-five bucks, but uh, yeah, worth it. I, God, that I score is so good. Kind, I really, really want that. Uh, let's just say this movie has helped me dial in. Now, this is the great part about there being so much new merch. This is my final thought. This is my proper final thought. <laughs> there is so much new stuff that's come out around the new movie, both based on classic and the new movie and all that. It's really helped me dial in on my collecting. Like, because I can't, when I realized you can't have everything. No. Uh, I then started to go, well, what exactly do you collect then? And I'm kind of like, book stuff. Yes, yeah, fine. You can have the books. Ectos. Good. You can get the Ectos. Stay puffs. Yes, you can have stay puffs. <laughs> it's increasing. And, that's right. And records. Yes, you do that. You go get records. Um, so yeah, that's what I was excited about was to find that. Um, yeah, it's not just hunting down old vinyl. Dude. There's some real amazing new entries, vinyl wise. Yeah. I mean, you go you go into Barnes and Noble down here, and the records, like the entire vinyl section, takes up the in, the entirety of what used to be the DVD Blu-ray section. Now, like it's nothing but stacked vinyl records and turntables and speakers, and yeah, it's I, kind of taken over. <laughs> I try to explain to people. I moved to Vancouver 20 years ago, and there was a uh, a Virgin Megastore. Uh, downtown and I remember uh, going to it and watching the vinyl section slowly uh, you know shrink down until it was a, finally just a single tiny little wall at the bottom of the downstairs escalator and then disappear forever Yeah. and then yeah 15 years later who knew it the CDs all mostly went away and all of a sudden this vinyl section is just growing again because 
well, you know, market forces. Uh, nobody's really buying CDs because, hey, we can get it on iTunes. But vinyl collectors. Oh, sure. my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, the repopularity of vinyl it's uh it's been interesting to watch yeah and then you go to a department store and cds are relegated to like one end cap now it's one like, wow, exactly yeah, unbelievable I know. so uh all right well glad glad you got those glad you got protect the barrier um glad that you're uh you're being selective about your collecting because i'm still all over the place so i'm just like <laughs> oh that i want that that's shiny i like that <laughs> oh look <laughs> uh, yeah, the, and now for the record, the Hot Wheels fall under one of the sections. Okay. That I yeah, they're kind of ectos. I mean, even though only one of them's. In, but I and I'm, I'm kind of committed to the it, rest it. of the Diamond Select figures, but I don't really select the figures. You need the that figures. diorama. You need the whole thing. I need the diorama. You gotta do it. I really do. And but I mean, the soldier stories are really nice. But I don't think I'm going to get them. See, it, but it the just Blitzways keeps pr- are nice too. If you give the- a Chris a soldier story, <laughs> he's going to want a Blitzway toy. And if you give a Chris a Blitzway toy, he's going to want a Hollywood a- collectible Slimer. Every time I hear a soldier story, all my head says is Fragile. <laughs> fragile. It's a, it's a prestigious award. Fragile. It's Italian. Um, oh, boy. Yes. All right. Well, All right. Uh, if if people out there want to donate to uh, to Chris's fund, you know, to uh, for his very selective collecting habit, uh, feel feel free to to chip Dear into a crowdsourcing. But <laughs> we'll be starting a GoFundMe for poor Chris. Here. Oh God. With all of no. the expensive stuff that he buys now. Uh, no. Actually, some people might be appalled because I actually was at uh, on holiday a couple weeks ago. Went to a Walmart. And even though it was a Canadian Walmart, they did have a small selection of Ghostbusters stuff, and they had the the Stay Puft figure, not the balloon one, but in the classic packaging the, oh. that was supposedly a Walmart exclusive. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, um, in a moment of, I don't know what I was thinking, uh, well, let's just say there's a couple of sticky fingers that can reach to about four and a half feet, and I kind of left it around that level. And... Uh, well, he likes opening presents, so he. Uh, <laughs> it's an unboxed Walmart exclusive now, and I'm not even mad. He was That's just right. thrilled to have it and play around with it. That's and, fine. He's going to enjoy it. You know, you had a stay exactly. puffed in there from birth uh, in his crib, and, you know. It's, exactly. But I know, I say that only because I know somewhere some collector went <gasps> to Larry at Monster Party. <laughs> Larry at Monster Party. <laughs> he did. As we record this, he just felt a great disturbance in the force. Like he's, he's in his kitchen. A, he just had to brace himself. It's a horror story for for Larry. It's like you get the Walmart exclusive and you put it on the kitchen table and you turn your back for what seems like but a moment until you hear the crack of the plastic bubble. <laughs> you spin around and there before you with a hideous, high-screeching voice. Daddy, look! <laughs> no! No! <laughs> Trick or treat! Oh, man. All right, well, good for, good for Thomas. That's all right. He's got to keep Dad on his toes. It's all right. Well, every time he sees the Ghostbusters logo, he yells Ghostbusters. So, really, I can't yeah, hate him. You can't. No, you can't keep that down. Can't keep any I of didn't, us down. I didn't even teach him to say it, so there. Yeah, he, he did that all on his own. Uh, as we did as well. So uh, hey, so <laughs> for uh, for uh, Chris and myself, uh, we're gonna bring it to a close this week. But uh, talk to you guys next week. We'll see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? We got Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. 
Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. Hey, this could be one of my two favorite shows. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. Anything you're doing is bad. And let's get to know this. You truly scare me. I just want to let you know that. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird.